Hey, what is going on? You are watching Tags Live, aka Talk About Gay Sex, the live edition. And I'm your host, Steve V. This is episode 338, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell are you, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful tonight. I got a haircut. I'm looking fresh. How are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. Still happy, still reeling off of Monday night. So this was the haircut you were supposed to have had for our five-year part one anniversary. Girl, I was trying to get a haircut for the anniversary. My barber was like, I'm out of town. I didn't want to cheat on him. I'm a one barber man. I can't, I can't cheat. I'm not... yeah, I, I hear I was, you. I was despondent. I could, I didn't know what to do with myself. One of our listeners was just saying that he has a backup barber, and his backup barber wasn't even available. So, yeah, what do you do? You wear a hat. That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> it was a say something hat day. Mine said shade. I don't know if you read it. I did. Oh, Chris is here. Great. Chris will join Hi, us. Chris. Okay. So in this episode, we are uh, super excited in a little bit, not just yet. We're going to bring, we have a special guest, uh, Chris Bustamante, Dr. Chris Bustamante. He's an aesthetic nurse practitioner. We have so many questions for him on our aesthetics and taking care of mm-hmm. ourselves. Such a good time too, right now at the beginning of the year to consider all this stuff. So excited to bring him on in just a little bit. But before we get to Chris, um, we've got to talk about, so Monday was part one of our five-year anniversary of TAG's podcast. So much fun. This coming Tuesday, next Tuesday, February 15th, will be part two. And you can join us for that. We would have did it on Monday night. But it's Valentine's Day. And I have a whole boyfriend to consider. I'm so sorry. <laughs> you got a boyfriend. Lincoln Lincoln will be joining us on part yeah. two. And he's, of course, engaged. So that's why we're doing this Beyonce, show. right? Yeah. Hello. Beyonce. So. so everyone's celebrating. And so we will do Tuesday, February 15th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern Time Live on the Get Vocal platform. If you're confused, go to tagspodcast.com and you'll find the information up on the site there. We also Mm -hmm. wanna um, shout out that um, I'm really excited that we have a special offer as we just launched our Tags Sex Paws community over on Patreon. And thanks so many of you guys already for joining our new Tag Sex Paws community where the conversation continues. And I've been having some fun so far setting up our Discord channel. And it's one of the perks on certain tiers that you'll get by joining. And it's a place that we can just hang out there throughout the week. The conversation continues over there. You can ask us questions about things. We can carry the topics on. And it's going to be a lot of fun. I'm already loving hanging out on Uh, the discord channel that you get when you Uh join our patreon channel and if you join between now and february 24th you'll take advantage of our special offer you'll be supporting us but you will get an exclusive live stream with myself and the hosts as well as uh, a shout out on an upcoming tags podcast like you in your city so you'll get to hear your name on the show say my name say my name hey. um absolutely so you can go to patreon.com forward slash tags podcast take advantage of the special offer between now and february 24th so many cool things coming up with that and with that let's get into our hot topics for tonight um Ooh. all of the first topics are on all kinds of the apps essentially <laughs> And you know, Cody, the, the the Olympics are on right now, and I'm not really watching too much. I might come yeah. on board when the ice skating. I'm a more of a summer Olympics fan, Me but too. which I watched all last summer. But I have to say, I will check out. I like a good ice skating moment, and I will check that out. But yeah, so many grinder has changed okay. the privacy settings for people using the app in the Olympic Village in Beijing. So oh. you, users in the village can still find one another, 
but their profiles are not visible to people outside of the village. Bloomberg reported that the change is designed to protect the world's top athletes from persecution Mm -hmm. or harassment. We want Grindr to be a space where all queer athletes, regardless of where they're from, feel confident Mm -hmm. connecting with one another while they're in the Olympic Village. Uh, said Grinder for Equality had Jack Harrison Quinton. Um, this is because in 2016 in Rio, a journalist created a fake profile on Grinder and wanted Whoa. to see how many guys were hooking up with people and was kind of outing people with this. So because of all that, they said they are not doing that at all. Um, during the they decided to get rid of all that. But I got to thinking that who cares if the outside, because you know, if you watched anything on the news right uh-huh. now, they are in a camp, a bubble on yes. the Olympic campsite. And would you really need to even be looking outside of there? And I understand there are walls keeping them. Or, yeah. I mean, wouldn't it just be fun just to be amongst the, the other Olympians? I mean, how many hot pe- guys are you going to meet up with? That would be so right. Hot. And I heard that they get it in at the Olympics, in the Olympics Village. They are all, I hear that it's just so sexually charged in the, in the Olympics. And I'm, I'm here for it. I think they should make a porn about it. Maybe call it the uh, Olympic Gay Villas. Did I? Did, did I? <laughs> yeah, we'll go with that. Bill <laughs> asked. I like that. Yeah, I mean, I kind of was thinking, when are they going to have time to be hooking up? And aren't they so focused on winning medals? But you know what? When they do their sport right after that, then that's when when they're they're when they're cheering on over. everybody else. Yeah, yeah and they're all pumped exactly. up. They're excited. They want to celebrate. They're looking at other hot Olympians and. I would, yeah, I I would be totally getting my game on too. And oh, you're good, for sure. You're getting the creme de la creme of the top athletes in the world. Yeah. So if you didn't even want to go for the Americans, you could go, hey, let me look at these Chinese teams over here. Exactly. Or let me look at the Russians. I've always wanted to be with the Russian and in bed. And, you know, you can really have your pick. <laughs> yes, Blake says it's like a food court, a global, oh. a global food court, right? <laughs> Give me a little taste of that. I want some. I, I, I'm feeling like Spanish today. Come on. <laughs> what are some of the people saying? On the... They are saying that Grinder is illegal in China. Uh, you never know where or what kind of climates these people are uh these athletes are coming from so it's so good that they are having this closed circuit uh and then blake said i thought they weren't supposed to fraternize because of covid if they want to stay eligible to compete oh i did not know that i didn't read that well maybe they forgot to tell that to grinder but (laughs) grinder (laughs) is keeping it on still be doing it anyway I mean, I know there's. So, I've been seeing all these restrictions and everything. I don't know, but good luck to America, Team USA, and happy yeah. grindering. Um, okay, well, we got to get to this next one. Do you, which one do you want to do? Because we probably have time. We could get to both really quick. We could do both really quick. Okay. Also, in the app news wrapper, remember Nelly, you guys? Well, Nelly <laughs> shared a video on Instagram of a woman sucking his cock. And mm-hmm. you remember him, right? It's getting hot in here. Hot in here for show. <laughs> so apparently, Cody, he posted this video on an Instagram story. And I don't know if it was by mistake or not, but he immediately took it down. It had to be by mistake, right? Because I think I am thinking I am a conspiracy theorist type person okay <laughs> i'm thinking that he might have done it for attention but okay but it which, was a mistake but everyone's talking about it and of course somebody grabbed a hold of it before of course he, so he thinks it's gone i watched it i will post mm-hmm. this on tags podcast and you see this woman sucking on nelly's cock and she's got like nails out to here and some people were saying oh, oh. she doesn't know what she's doing Nothing uh-huh. like a gay guy sucking a cock. They, we know what we're doing. Somebody else said, uh, and it's really kind of average to small size. Yeah, it is pretty average to small. But I mean, and, it's probably an average size penis. 
let's be fair, it's probably about five to six inches. But when you're like a celebrity, a celebrity rapper, artist, hip hop artist, do you want that to get out there? Because people, of course, <laughs> are coming for it. It's like, oh, it's oh, not yeah. all that big. So I think, as Teddy's saying, it was definitely a mistake or one of his people got mad at him and maybe he has people controlling his phone and it got leaked. No, you don't put that on your phone and then give your phone to somebody else. I, that's that doesn't connect for well, me. Well, I mean, he was. Why don't you put that on your phone? Because the video is clearly you don't taken. That you, he, and the then video give, was recorded with his phone, and he was doing that thing where you're looking down yeah, at somebody yeah. sucking your cock, and it's that yeah. angle. So I love that. The only thing love you can do him. is with your phone, and you're like, oh, I use the prop here, but. <laughs> But I mean, and she's got like the eyes. I don't know if she's looking up or not like that, but maybe he had an assistant who's like really disgruntled and decided, mm-hmm, I And am. took his phone because I can't see myself giving my phone to someone <laughs> and have that has incriminating sex things about me on there, on my phone. Yeah, I, I, I think you're right. I would have a burner phone for exactly. my social media. Um, a sex tape phone just for that and then hide it in my bottom drawer basically <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, teddy says there's a video of him posting it oh and he's just and he's just not, not paying, paying attention. attention yeah not a great dick um jen says all my videos go on the cloud oh right okay but Which could be a good thing or not right yeah i think that if he he's he should be smart enough. There was that huge leak from the cloud the other day. I mean, several years ago, uh-huh. and I think he he's smart enough to know not to let things go on the cloud. I'm I'm just you know hypothesizing. So the cloud makes me nervous because the, the cloud put, got some things on you, me. I could tell when you, you put a, <laughs> when you try and take something on my phone, and then I see oh, and it's uploading on the cloud. And I'm like, wait a minute, it's like proliferating and expanding uh-huh. and. Uh-huh. Where is this cloud going and how do I access it, by the way? And who has access to it? I don't know. It's just all too scary so for me. So really quick. I, my You're going to give me a, an IT rundown? <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time, bitch. <laughs> I know. Really quick. My Apple TV is connected to my cloud that all the photos are. So you can actually access. You can't delete that folder from your Apple TV. You can see all my nudie pictures on my Apple TV if you really wanted to. So none of you are invited over my house, basically. Yeah, and that could get scary on a party, you know. Put it, <laughs> it on random. I'm unplugging it and hiding it. Okay. <laughs> Lastly, also in app news, this is a good one. TikTok yes, is. is banning transphobic, homophobic, and misogynistic harassment on the platform. They made an, an announcement updating its community guidelines to make the video sharing app a safe place for queer people and women by banning misgendering, mm-hmm. dead naming, yes. which you told me offline, dead naming is calling a transgendered person by their name they were given at birth and at not birth, yes. not addressing them as their current name that they go yes, by they're, right they're now. Dead naming, didn't know that. Yep. And misogyny, as well as conversion therapy from its platform. Conversion therapy, wow. I know, right? And when TikTok has over a 1 billion users, I, this is a great thing, I think, because TikTok is the way that everyone is using right now. And so mm-hmm. I just think it's um, a really good addition that they're crack, hopefully cracking down on some of this stuff. Um, what are your thoughts on this, Cody? I just think it's about time. And I think that all the other social platforms should follow suit with this and make sure that they enforce it. Because I see way too many times that these regulations are not enforced. I see the N word used in hate. I see the F word used in hate all the time. And and nothing is done about it. So I just need for them to, to really crack down on it and make sure that this is a safe space for everyone. Absolutely. Absolutely. So good on that. All right. Well, at this point, um, we're on time. I can't believe we got through those stories. I know. We did a good job, bitch. We have about 30 (laughs) seconds. If you want to grab a spot, Chris, you can go grab this spot. And when you are ready, don't forget our part two of our 
part two is February 15th of our five-year anniversary. Um, join us on the Get Vocal platform. And our special guest, you can come on right now. Here he is, I believe. Hi, hello, hello. He is. There he is. Can you hear me? Yes. yes. Okay, cool. <laughs> can you hear us? Yes, yeah, so I can hear you guys crystal clear. Awesome. Wonderful. Well, we want to welcome you. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Chris Bustamante, correct? Hello, doctor. Yeah, it's recent. <laughs> I finished my doctor's degree in December, so I'm still getting used to it. Awesome. Oh, congratulations. So, Thanks. Chris, you're you're an aesthetic nurse practitioner, and you just got your doctorate, like you said. Um, yeah. And you went to Columbia University, correct? Yeah. One thing that I was reading on your bio that I was really excited about is you worked um, at Callen Lord here in New York City. Um, I did a clinical rotation there. So when I was in my yes. RN program, my master's program at Columbia, um, I got to do my community health rotation there. So it, I got to rotate with um, the nurses there and all that. And it was pretty cool. Oh, we love that. Nice. We love yeah. that. And we're really excited because you're with um, Bespoke Surgical. Our, we love Dr. Goldstein here at Tag's mm -hmm. Podcast. He's been on the show several times, and we just think he's the greatest. What brought you to want to work with Bespoke Surgi uh, Surgical and Dr. Goldstein? Yeah, um, I started there two years ago. Um, I was pretty much almost fresh out of my um, registered nurse program. I was starting my doctorate to become a nurse practitioner. Um, I always knew I wanted to be in aesthetics. Um, I come mm -hmm. from a makeup artistry background before I was working in medicine. Oh. Um, so it's always been my passion. Like I was not someone who went into medicine, like kind of like, all right, let me explore to see what I like. Like, no, I knew exactly what I wanted to do. I wanted to inject. Mm -hmm. I wanted to do chemical peels. I wanted to do all that. Um, nice. I got all the things I need. <laughs> yeah, we'll we're gonna have you do an assessment on us. Before? No, <laughs> um, I got to um, get introduced to Dr. Goldstein um, through a mutual friend who um, she's a she's a nurse who practices aesthetics as well. Um, he was looking for someone to start to start out doing aesthetics at his practice before he had never had it before, um, and so we kind of created together this sort of niche section of um, anal aesthetics, as as you will. Um, and so I started off there doing um, laser hair removal. Um, I brought on an anal bleaching procedure that became quite popular. Um, and I also brought on different procedures um, such as like chemical peels for the butt and body and microneedling procedures to help like refine like, you know, the butt cheeks with if it, some people have acne, dark spots, all that good stuff that I take care of. Okay, so let's break it down a little bit on some of these treatments you just listed off. And nope. this is such a great time. It's the beginning of the year. Everyone's trying to get healthy. But as you say, aesthetics are another part of our need to take care of ourselves. What yeah. are, talk a little bit about, so anal bleaching, what is that? And tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I mean, so the term in itself, I think, is really more of an SEO thing. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's not really truly bleaching. There's no peroxide involved or anything like that. <laughs> right. um, it's just, a, you know, like, you know, when you when you plan things out as a procedure, you kind of go with what it actually is, but like find a term that's also going to sell. So it's essentially a chemical peel that's designed for hyperpigmentation. Um, okay. And so what it does, it helps even out the skin tone for people who have more um, hyperpigmentation around their hole or inner leg okay. area or groin, you know? Um, so it really just kind of like evens it out to match the rest of their skin tone. Um, it won't lighten up an area that is not hyperpigmented. And so that's like why a lot of times I'll have like consults before I do these procedures to make sure someone's a candidate for them. Um, because we live in a world that's just like, you know, very fixated on, you know, everything aesthetics and we look at each other. And oh, so yeah. guys will come in sometimes and be like, oh, I have a dark hole and I'm looking at him like, it's not, it just, it matches actually the rest of your body. So you can't uh -huh. really change that. Um, it's not, you know, I, I don't literally bleach it. Um, but right. if someone does have, like, you know, hyperpigmentation around it, then I can definitely help with that and even it out. So there's a less of a transition between like their butt cheek and their hole, if that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I got to imagine you had to, it, you, this is something you always wanted to work in, but like when I've seen Dr. Goldstein, he's looking at your ass region and yeah. he's, I've never felt more comfortable talking about my ass region and all that area than with Dr. Goldstein. 
was there a an, a bridge that you had to kind of cross on how you were going to deal with clients and or patients? And what's that like? Are people nervous, or were you are you nervous about talking to people about those areas? Funny that you say that because like I think that there are some people who are just meant to do certain things. Mm -hmm. um, I grew up in a very liberal household. Like sex wasn't a taboo subject. Um, so it's always been something like, I've been able to talk to my parents about it, like all those things. It's not like something I'm shy about. Right. Um, so it personally wasn't hard for me to assimilate to it. I was like, all right, let's just do this. Um, some patients are definitely very nervous. Um, and mm -hmm. they, you know, we get all different types of people coming in, um, all different walks of life, body shapes, you know, like genders, everything. Um, and so it really just depends where that person's at. I tend to notice that my like very young patients um, who are like early 20s to mid 20s are like, mm. they're sometimes like Snapchatting the procedure to their friends while we're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh my God, you can't believe where I'm at. Like, look at what he's doing. Like, full of everything. And I'm like, okay. I'm just like, I'm just like, okay. Right, right. And I have you know, many other patients who are, you know, more millennial and older um, okay. that tend to be more shy, tend to be more reserved about it. And I kind of, I, I, there's different approaches based on like what it is that I'm feeling, but I usually try to like crack a light joke. Like, you know, like if it makes you feel better, like you're the fifth asshole I've seen today and it's 11 a.m. So. <laughs> hey, I love that. Yeah. I do like, oh, like they get a good laugh out of it. And then I'm just kind of like, yeah, so we're just going to take a look. We're going to talk about it and we're just going to get through it. Um, and then oh, cool. honestly, like everyone on their second time coming around is like, they're super chill. Like they're telling me right, all about right. it. Like they're just super open. Um, so just kind of like making like them people feel like safe. And I think like, humor helps a lot. Um, Absolutely. It, I don't think that it's smart to avoid like, like the white elephant in the room. Do you know what I mean? Like we're, we're talking mm -hmm. about your whole, let's just say it. <laughs> right. Know? Yeah. Yeah. You will be spreading your cheeks in front <laughs> your of me. Cheeks. Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And I hate to take the focus off of the ass because that's my favorite subject, but I do okay. would, I would like to talk about, we can take it back there if you want to eventually, but I would like to talk about the face because I've been thinking about getting some Botox. When do you think is the best time to get it? Like what age? Because we did discuss a little bit about age. What, what, yeah. what do you think about that? Uh, I always kind of feel like mid twenties is best. I, I don't like okay. to push on people like so yeah. early. I mean, there's a lot more younger people doing it, and I will treat anyone who's eighteen or older. Um, in mm -hmm. my, I, I work at Bespoke Surgical part time now. Um, I started my own facial aesthetic practice this year. Um, so um, I spend two days a week in my own office, which I'm at right now. Um, mm -hmm. And then I'm also at Bespoke three days a week, where I do strictly okay. like anal and body stuff. Okay. Um, so we should mention in New York City, correct? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Surgical is located right by Union Square, and my private practice is located right by Bryant Park. Um, so with Botox, I'll treat anyone over 18, um, but usually it's um, people like mid-20s will start. I think it's best to start doing it before you actually have any wrinkles forming, so it's pre more preventative. Okay. Um, yeah. I always say, like, little tweaks along the way are the graceful way to age. I think aging is beautiful. And it's a privilege. Um, I'm not yes. trying to make anyone look like, you know, like they're not aging. I think you just want to look good for your age. Right. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. I agree. So I think that that's more of like the realistic, healthy way to think about it. And so I have to re-educate and reorient my patients to thinking that way too. I don't want people to be super, um, very obsessive over it, which sometimes you will find mm -hmm. in the field. Um, frozen in time. Yeah. I mean, it's really tough. I mean, I, I am not, I, I understand where they're coming from because I know that there's mm -hmm. a lot of pressure on people to look a certain way. So mm -hmm. I'm very empathetic with it. Um, but I think that sometimes you will meet people where you, you know that servicing them isn't a help to them. It's, it's a disservice. Yeah. Um, and so like, you do encounter that. And there are people that I politely refuse to treat um, just because I don't think it's a good thing for them um, and not a smart move for me as a provider. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, like, I do think early Botox intervention is great for aging gracefully. Um, mm -hmm. Usually you do it three to four times a year. Um, oh. and then, yeah. 
Okay, when can I sign up? I'd <laughs> <laughs> love to have you. Because I'm okay. way above tw- my 20s. So. <laughs> well, one of the things I, I also loved reading about your, in your bio is that you really believe in a skincare regimen and taking care of your skin. And so many people don't. I've always tried to take care of my skin since I was a young kid. And how talk about skincare and what we should, at the very minimum, sh- we should be doing. The very minimum is wearing sunscreen every day. That's number okay. one. The sun is the number one okay. source of aging. Um, number two, I would say it, having a retinol. Um, retinol is a vitamin A derivative. Um, you can find weaker retinols um, over the counter, um, but you can also ask um, your aesthetic provider or a dermatologist to prescribe you a retinol. Um, okay. They come in all different sorts of doses. Um, so you, you kind of usually start at a lower dip percentage just so it's not so irritating because retinols can be quite drying. Um, yeah, I, I use 5% or 0.5%. Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah, 0.5%. Yes, exactly. Yeah, I use yeah. that. Great. Um, what I usually recommend people do um, with their retinol is kind of do like a, like a sandwich technique application. So you do a little bit of moisturizer first, then your pea-sized amount of retinol all over, and then you do a little bit of moisturizer afterwards. That way you're not getting dried out from the retinol, um, right. but you're still getting all the benefits of increasing the cellular turnover rate. Oh. Got it. And we do like to keep it sexy here on Tech's Podcast, so I do have to ask this because I saw on Boomer Banks's Twitter that he was getting a penile sensitivity procedure. And was this you that, that performed that, or was am I wrong in saying that? No, or? it was me. It was me. Oh my goodness! Can you tell us a little bit more about this? Yeah, yeah, of course. Um, so, um, in addition to aesthetics, I also do a little bit of sexual health. Um, when I was in school, I did a specialty uh, clinic rotation. Um, in sexual health at a popular urology practice. Um, and so there I kind of got more interested in sexual health from more of the urological side. Um, mm-hmm. And so I have a shockwave device that I oh. use here um, on, on the penis. And it takes about usually like six sessions or so. You do one session per week. Um, mm-hmm. And what it does, it sort of, it breaks up like some of the plaques that form in the capillaries as we get older, for, like just from oh. honestly, like wear and tear, honestly. Um, <laughs> it's one of those things. I, yeah, I have yeah. it, I bet. <laughs> yeah. so, um, it also encourages your body um, to produce more capillaries by causing micro injuries that is, causes a, a cascade of regeneration in the tissue. Um, it also uh-huh. will help stimulate some nerve tissue as well. So overall, um, guys will experience harder, firmer erections. I combined it with um, what's called the P-Shot. So in my office, I also do um, what's called PRP injections. Um, It's platelet-rich plasma. It's when you drop someone's blood um, and you spin it in a centrifuge and you extract the plasma portion, which is the gold part on top. It's full of stem cells and growth factors. If you inject it in certain areas, you can help regenerate the tissue. So we use it in aesthetics for like the scalp, for hair growth. Um, We use it for as a serum for microneedling procedures. If you follow my Instagram account, you can see me do it there. Um, and then we can also inject that plasma directly into the penis. Um, and that helps also with the regenerative process. It's um, the, the machine that I use in terms of the centrifuge. That's super mm-hmm. important whenever you're shopping around for PRP because most people use very cheap devices. Um, okay. You want something that extremely concentrates the product. So I take, for example, like 60 mLs of blood, which is quite a bit. The average tube when you go to the doctor to get like your blood drawn is 8.5 mLs. So I'm taking quite like quite a bit of those. Wow. One okay. big tube, and then I spin it twice to hyper-concentrate that blood down to 7 mLs of plasma. While so, they're still there in your office, you're doing this? Yeah. It takes you take the blood and then re-inject yeah. it into... Yep. Wow. Yeah. And is the end result um, more sensitivity and greater erections? Is that kind of what, or harder erections even? Yeah, I guess you can kind of think of it as like a like a natural Viagra, if you will. Like the tissue is okay. being regenerated, so it's more sensitive. The erections are harder and they're firmer. Um, mm. And, you know, you'll get more spontaneous erections because the, you know, the, the tissue itself has been regenerated more. Um, so I use, you know, combination modalities as what we really focus on in medicine, like multiple approaches to the same problem. And so that's why I combined shockwave with the P-Shot. So I'll, I'll usually do six um, rounds of shockwave and one P-Shot together as a treatment plan for someone. Um, okay. And yeah, it's been great. People have been super happy. 
Nice. nice. So the results are good. We'll have to check that one out too, Cody. Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? I, so I'm writing everything down. Trust me. <laughs> exactly. Oh my gosh. Um, we also have. I also want to talk about um hair removal and laser hair removal too, because yeah. um, especially in that anal area region, and a lot of people like it smooth there. Does it remove it forever? What's the procedure like? And yeah, some of them. Yeah. Um, so the best way to explain how laser works, it's targeting the hair follicle and it's destroying okay. the follicle. So once a follicle is destroyed, it's destroyed forever. That being okay. said, our bodies are, you know, if you're a healthy person, you can make new hair follicles. Um, it's it, unlike, you know, other, um, cells in your body, your hair follicles can be regenerated. Um, okay. so, um, usually laser hair removal for a male patient is about like 12 sessions to get them like pretty smooth. Obviously this varies a little bit on like skin tone, hair tone, um, and like the density of hair. And right. the reason for that is because the way that laser works is that it's targeting pigment. So you want to, that perfect, perfect candidate for laser hair removal is someone who's really pale with very dark hair. Those were okay. the results. Yeah, not, <laughs> not me either, yeah. <laughs> they have that huge contrast. That being mm -hmm. said, yeah. our laser and you know a lot of lasers out there can treat all different skin tones and hair yeah. tones. Um, it just I'm just saying that that's the ideal perfect perfect candidate. So okay. you're always calibrating the laser settings so that you are not burning the patient but targeting the hair. As mm -hmm. someone. Um, if their hair color and skin tone are very close together, it's not that they can't be treated. They can be. It's just going right. to take longer because now you're working at a lower setting because you obviously don't want to burn them. Right. Um, and you're just, you know, you're operating a lower setting, so you're not really getting as many follicle destruction. Um, there's, you know, it's a little bit complicated in terms of um, why it is some people get faster results than others, in a sense, because hormones play a huge factor. Right. So young men it takes a lot of sessions for them to get fully smooth. That being said, they do see results with every session and it is super, it is a lot easier for them to maintain um, mm -hmm. with grooming and all that. But when you look compared to, to both cisgender and transgender women who are like on hormones or naturally have hormones that are not as androgen, like, you know, don't have as much testosterone, they're right. not producing as much hair follicles. Oh, there so, you go. Okay. So for them, you'll see results way faster versus right. like, a, you know, a 25 year old male patient is like, boom, just like growing out hair follicles. Interestingly <laughs> enough, if I have, I do have some older patients who are in their 60s and they also lose hair very quickly because they don't have high testosterone anymore. Right, uh, right. Well, so, exactly. Uh, <laughs> Multisectorial, yeah. So if I have patients who are doing testosterone replacement therapy, um, sometimes they'll ask me like, oh my God, it just keeps coming back. I'm like, well, it's, you know, it's the high testosterone levels. It's just kind of yeah. like, it, there's always a give or take, you know? Yeah. Um, but overall, the results are, they're beautiful. They're like, it just makes your skin look super clear. You don't have to worry about ingrown hairs as much. You don't have to worry about flicculitis. Oh. Um, so that's one of the, you know, the benefits of it a lot, you know, that people really appreciate. Um, but yeah, it, it just depends on the person. Also, when it comes to like, people ask me a lot about like sensitivity and pain and all that stuff. Again, it kind of varies on the actual person's pain level to begin with, but also mm -hmm. again, back to skin tone and hair tone. Right. Um, the closer that hair tone is to the skin tone, the more they feel it. Okay. Um, okay. If the, the greater the difference is, the less they feel it. Um, it's just because the laser is now like, it's it's kind of so close to like, what is it that it's targeting? There? Right, right. Mm -hmm. It's getting confused. Yeah, so that makes sense. It looks for the skin. Yeah. Yeah. So they tend to feel it the most and that's when I'm like, I feel bad. But um, <laughs> it's tough, you know, because yeah. like, you, you want to get through it. But everyone does get yeah. through it. I was always like, Oh my God, I don't think I can handle it. I've never had a patient have to stop and I've never had a right. patient discontinue their treatment because of the pain. Um, okay. me. <laughs> I will be the first. I'm You'll a, be the first. <laughs> <laughs> like, honest, I could honestly make the laser so weak that it, you wouldn't feel anything. Yeah, Obviously no, that's I'm, not the ideal joke. thing, yeah. um, but it, it is super adjustable. I have like a cool air device that's attached to it as well to kind of make people more comfortable, but yeah. Yeah, I thank you. You're yeah. so kind. I definitely want to check it out. Yeah, come on. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, people can, did you have any more questions before we tell where people can find him? Cody? Oh, yeah. No, I don't have any more questions. No. Okay. Um, we can follow you on Twitter, right? Injectable Chris. Is that correct? You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram. It's the same handle and TikTok, Injector Chris. 
Injector, Chris. Thank you. We'll put that on the podcast. Um, and that yes. links to your office in New York City as well. Do yeah, yeah, totally. Okay. Do you find um do people like ask you questions on TikTok or do you find people if people if our audience wants to kind of ask you questions and they're not in New York, can we do you find you interact with a lot of people outside of this? Oh community? yeah, I'm very good about checking my DMs on Instagram and uh Twitter. I'm not the best at answering back on TikTok. TikTok, um, <laughs> I've just got into and it's also it's insane. Like it's like the, the comments on TikTok are a little bit they're they're aggressive sometimes. Yeah. We just reported on a story right now where they're trying to moderate a little bit more towards transgender and I was listening to that, yeah. yeah. But it's very like hateful comments. I'm like, oh, oh my god. Yeah. Okay. I'm like over just like that. you know, basic like you know, medical procedures that I'm also posting on Instagram that I don't get any comments on like that. Right. Um, TikTok, I just have one that's actually picking up some traction now. Um, and I'm just like, oh my God, like people are very aggressive. Okay. Um, wow. I'm, I'm not really reading a lot of those. So. Good. Yeah. Don't. Yeah. But good. Well, good that you respond to your DMs on Instagram and, and Twitter and all that. Okay. Good. Yeah. Well, we want to thank you so much for thank enlightening you. us on this. Maybe I'll come in and see you for a procedure. I'd love to have you. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chris. Yeah. Have a great night. All right. Bye bye. Good night. Good night. Awesome. I love it. I love it. Yes. Informative. We got to get our appointments in there, Cody. We can go together. (laughs) We can. We can. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, we have time for uh, one more topic before we get to our favorite thirst trap of the night. And Cody, have you heard of ethical porn? I have because, yeah, I have. Well, you sent me the story and I read the story. So yeah, I've so heard of it. Not before you sent me the story. No. Well, this this actually came off of Bespoke Surgical. Um, okay. They have on their blog and Bespoke Surgical is endorsing this as well. I'll read a little bit of it. Uh, the ethical porn industry is growing and that's a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because porn is correlated with more orgasms, watching porn can be a great way to explore fantasies, learn about what turns us on, and prioritize our pleasure. And mm-hmm. it can even make us better partners depending on how we consume it. Mm-hmm. So they talk about how it's a $97 billion global industry. Yes. 85% of people watch porn um, in the past six months. Oh, I'm more like daily. <laughs> and, I'm like 20% of that. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, but porn really can help some people tap into their bodies and explore sexual pleasure in ways that it's fun, empowering, and safe, they write. Yes. So mm-hmm. when they say ethical, they're really talking about um, it's something different to everybody. So are performers paid fairly and promptly? Do performers oh. have bod- bodily autonomy um is there consent what (laughs) physical and emotional safety practices are being taken um does it show both fantasy and realistic pleasure and does it ultimately i like this one represent diversity including race gender body types disabilities and sexual orientation um at the end of the day there's really not one definition when it comes to ethical porn. Only you can decide what kind of porn you're comfortable supporting. And it's a spectrum, mm-hmm. of course. Um, yes. I really like this movement. I think it's really good. Um, what were your thoughts when you read this about ethical porn? I love porn? it. Yeah. yeah. And I thought it was it, I thought it was too slow coming. I feel like this is something that I should be that and pun intended, by the way, with that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. I feel like it's something that should have been implemented a, a long, long time ago. Yeah. We should have had this standard for such a long, long time because it seems like porn is often seen as like a dangerous place. And it's it's high time that the stigma was fought head on. Yeah. Yeah. I, we I agree. report on on way too many stories where the uh, the performers are being harassed or even assaulted, and yeah, we, I think that it's it's high time that ethical porn becomes the norm, and also less shameful too. I think yes. the more we talk about it, I just love Chris how he was talking about how open he, the family he grew up in, a lot mm-hmm. of younger. Gays are very comfortable talking about their bodies and porn is just another and it, but it can be educational too. And you can oh, learn yeah. 
on what you like and what you want to bring into your own bedroom or your own outdoor sex scene that you want to. And you can get ideas. And I also think, you know, I often hear guys that they watched porn for years when they were single. And then when they mm -hmm. get a boyfriend, all of a sudden it's like, oh, no, I turned that <laughs> off. I mean, I could understand turning off things like the apps, like yeah. Grindr oh, and things sure. of that nature. Yeah. But... Porn could actually be fun to watch together. I mean, are you watching porn with so, Joe? We are not, but we just had a discussion recently. Oh my gosh, I hope he doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Where we brought the subject up and we are slowly but surely kind of working up the, out the logistics of how that would work into our sex life. So really, oh cool. I'll keep you updated on that. Keep us updated on that. But I yeah. definitely get a lot of ideas from porn about how what positions I might like what I might like to try in the future. Yeah. So porn can be very, very good and it can be, you know, it yeah, can be positions can be a great thing too. Yeah. It can, yeah, definitely. There's a like a spectrum on that too. Yeah. I, I love the idea of, of getting positions. Um, Jin says, I love some outdoor porn. Yeah, me too. That's some of the best. And I like having outdoor sex as well. So I know, right? I definitely watch a lot of those for sure. Um, you know, there's one guy, Daniel says, same. Uh, there's one guy that I think would fall under this category he's making okay he's um bringing kink and passion one scene at a time um mark man manuel skelko do you have you heard of him before before we had this story no i hadn't heard of him before yeah so he he started his working life as a carpenter believe it or not but he oh. later but then he became a dancer and that led him to being spotted by porn producers who, who told him that his tattoos would make him a hot commodity in the industry um since then nice. he starred in porn videos for <laughs> i think he started with um oh one of the ones that i really like uh can't find the Christian name of Bjorn. it Yes, thank you, Christian Bjorn. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I like he, them too. That's how come I remember. <laughs> right. <laughs> yes, right. Uh, more recently, Manuel realized that he wanted to venture out on his own, that he could explore his own fantasies and his love of kink by setting up his own studio. And I love the name, Cody, of his studio, Dirty Minds Media. Yeah. Um, so which good. is all about fetish passion i love that and most of all good natural acting quote we search for people who really enjoy the situation we don't want people who only want to work for the money so you need to mm -hmm. have a passion um pink news cut up with manuel scalco to talk about his only fans so apparently he's not a big only fans fan because yeah. he wants to create because most people kind of just turn on the camera in his minds he wants to create actual fetishes so he loves his fetish of socks and feet and other related things um i think that's really kind of cool what he's doing oh, yeah for sure um, definitely yeah check him what out. did you yeah definitely want to check his out i love that um i'll post this on tagspodcast.com so you can read more about it but he lastly says which caught my attention for me porn is a form of art especially the eroticism. A lot of people tell me, I love when I'm watching your movies. It's real. It's 100% real. And that's because mm. I love chemistry with the other yes. guy. That is um, so important. Yeah. Have you I heard of Sam Morris? I have not. No. He, this, that, per, that performer and that studio reminds me of Sam Morris and what he's doing on his website. It's more situational. It's more artistic, and he's beautiful. He has a huge penis too. So, oh, and he nice. tops any bottom. So that's another another person that I think another performer that I think is Falls trying under the to make the form and wants to transition it more more into a more artistic format type deal. 
So, I love that. Yeah, people are really too. getting creative on how they express themselves. I would argue, though, and kind of disagree with them a little bit, that even OnlyFans, it's empowering a lot of guys to create their oh, own yeah. content. And a lot of them are creating really cool scenes. They can update it a lot quicker. So, so imagine if you're a fan of, say, like a porn star and right okay yeah okay <laughs> but they're run, but they're run by the studio say they're run by a studio you're only yeah. going to get scenes whenever they produce it and they're always going to be there with an only fans account some of them are producing sometimes fetish on mm -hmm. their own like things that they create in their own mind and they can do it on a quicker time frame. And so they update it more. Plus you can message them I was too, just which is what I really, that. they okay, have a yeah. direct pipeline to their audience. So yes. they can actually respond to the audience's needs and desires and what they want. So I think that that's a really good thing about OnlyFans. Yeah, so it's really expanding so much more from the early days of porn, and I'm loving that. And I love the concept of ethical porn. I will post Me this too. on tagspodcast.com. What are people saying before we move on to our last thirst trap here? Uh, Blake just said that he, uh, the carpenter, what's his name, Manuel? Yes. He's laying, he's laying wood in another way now. Oh, yes. Oh, that's a good one. That's a good in a one. New way. <laughs> in a new way. I like that. And Teddy says that Tim Tails seems to be in aligned with the ethical porn movement that's going on right now. Yes, I and love Tim Tails I love as well. Tim Tails too. So uh, Tim Kruger, I think, is the main guy over there. Yep. And that's I him. think I just watched, I actually did watch one of his earlier today he's one of my favorites and i love all the, <laughs> I, I like all the scenes they produce it, it seems they do a really good job thank you for mentioning tim tales of combining really hot scenes but chemistry between yeah. so you always feel like they're not these guys really are into each other they like each other and it wasn't like they didn't meet just an hour ago and yeah there's definite chemistry and really great positions and camera Angles. And I love it when Tim jumps into the scene in the middle of the scene. And that's just the hottest thing to me. With that big dick of his, yeah. <laughs> I like it. I like it when he gets all his bottoms and it's the it's like every it's a must in every one of his scenes where oh, he's need, lying on his back. He's on his back and the bottom is on top facing the camera and with their feet on his like neat like thought thighs yeah and he's pounding tim's pounding him from that angle i always love those or sometimes he'll yeah he'll throw their legs up in the air and that's really hot to watch too so some of my favorite um blake says only fan over here <laughs> blake says only fan subscriptions really add up though little yeah. note on that blake our other co-host jeremy ross lopez has a little trick where to keep the variety going, so maybe he'll keep like two or three going. I'm just making that number up, you, but mm -hmm. make a number up and that's affordable to you. And they're all $7.99 to $9.99 is usually the range yeah. that I like you to look at. Sale too, so. so he'll subscribe, right? And then he'll go to his email and immediately unsubscribe. So the deal being that he's going to get that one month of that person. And then at the end of the month, he won't get charged again because he it's already it not set you won't automatically what that does is it keeps him from not having like 15 subscriptions going on and yeah. going oh my god and then secondly it keeps the variety moving along so i mean if he really likes the guy he can go back and subscribe again but he likes to move on and create find new people to follow yeah. so he, he says oh i kind of do that really too smart. You can always circle back when they build up more content. Yes, content. Yeah. Correct. Exactly. I love that. All right. Well, lastly is our favorite Thirst Trap Thursday when this comes out. Brought to you by yes. Straight Up Gay Porn. And this week, um, they're off to a great start. This is the second yes, one of the are. year. I love the assemblage of 16 gay porn stars this week. And they asked the question, who took the best photo or video? As always, I'll put the link up on tagspodcast.com when this comes out tomorrow. 
February 10th. Um, Cody, who was your favorite? Who gets your vote? And your job is to descriptively describe to our audio podcast on why you like it. So I I think that we picked the same one again this time. <laughs> uh, my favorite goes to Diego Daniels. It is oh. a still shot. It's the first picture, and it's so hot. He's sitting. We landed on that one like <laughs> boom, done. Like, done. Drop the mic. <laughs> and I wanna, and I wanna suck on that knob right there. Oh yeah. my goodness, Nelly ain't got nothing on this man. Okay. <laughs> oh please. <laughs> yeah. Blowing no. Nelly out the water so he's sitting on a couch he's absolutely 100 stark naked he's sitting on the arm of the couch he's got plants and foliage all behind him he's looking... <laughs> i love the plants and the foliage i yes. know right it's so good he's looking can we talk about the hair thoughtfully. on his chest oh, it's gorgeous and his abs you can tell that he shaves his abs and he takes really care of himself his body he works out a lot and he's got a beautiful tattoo on his right above his shoulder. He's just a gorgeous man, and he gets it's my kind vote of a beautiful this, specimen of a this week. Yeah, yeah. I I'm gonna have to agree with you. I mean, if I had to give a runner up, just so um, to make it a Wait. little spicy, we got to shout out though to Harley Xavier. Yes, we do. Who was on our show um, a few months ago and was just so adorable. I want to also shout out to uh, Louis Ricante, uh-huh. who I think who is sitting there with his tongue out on a cot. <laughs> he doesn't Ooh. have his, and his jockstrap is below, like by his ankles. He has really cute socks on. He has a really thick cock and a beautiful hairy chest with a right ring nipple ring that's really hot, I think. So he kind of gets my my second runner-up vote uh for oh sure. yeah he's so hot he's got his underwear around his ankles that's just how i like him yeah <laughs> <laughs> what are people saying teddy says his vote goes to sir peter daniel can't choose between diego daniels and travis stevens Jin loves Michael Boston, and that was my second pick because Michael Boston's ass is just phenomenal, and he, he's got it on full display oh, in this picture. Nice. Blake says, Diego would be hot, still be hot, even if the dick wasn't big, but the dick is amazing. And the dick is, like, pretty it's, it's <laughs> hanging there. Like right? almost to the floor. <laughs> <laughs> it is a third leg. <laughs> Joshua says, girl, I'm a big old bottom. I need all guys showing their hot cock wolf. And Blake <laughs> agrees with him. He says, hey, Joshua. <laughs> all right. So it's a good time. We're having a good time here tonight. We are. Yeah. And see, and I love the interaction between you guys, too. And by the way, you can get that on our Discord channel if you consider becoming a Patreon member and joining our new sex pause community over at patreon.com forward slash tags podcast and right now between now and february 24th you can get a special offer so if you join within this period it's a really great time you'll get an exclusive upcoming live stream and we're going to try and find a time that our international audience can do it too so cool maybe on a saturday afternoon cody if you're okay available we can do that let me and know i can make it happen yeah, you'll get that, and you'll get a shout-out on an upcoming Tags podcast, too. You and your city will get shouted out, too, which is always fun to hear your name on the show. So consider supporting and checking out all the perks that you get. Go to patreon.com forward slash Tags podcast. A lot of fun this, this week. And join us next Tuesday, February 15th, for part two of our five-year anniversary with Lincoln Cody and myself. It's going to be at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time and go to tagspodcast.com for all the information. Cody, thank you so much. So much fun, Cody, as thank always. You, darling. So much fun. Yes. Yes. Um, you can follow Cody. Uh, he's a life coach at KMD Coaching or on his personal account, Mr. Maurice. Thanks, oh, yeah. guys. So much fun. Um, yes. And I can, Blake, I can help you figure out discord. No problem. It's, um, we'll figure it out. All right, guys have a great night.